Good morning, everyone. Today is the 13th of August, 2018, the 225th day of the year, with 140 days remaining. Today, 70 years ago, Satchel Paige, at age 42, pitched his first complete Major League game. Some of us might remember Troy Maxson, the protagonist in August Wilson's play, Fences, telling his son Corey, I hit seven home runs off of Satchel Page. You can't get no better than that. Earlier today, the Perseids meteor shower was in its last hurrah for this year, having provided us with fine displays early on Saturday and Sunday morning as well. Tonight, the waxing crescent moon is just above Venus. Meanwhile, the second planting we did in our garden these past couple of weeks has been doing nicely, due not only to the abundant heat and humidity, but also to our being able to supply ample water via our garden hose, a tremendous advantage during this third summer of drought conditions in Maine. Given those two basics of heat and moisture, midsummer plantings initially become quite a joy, sown seed burgeoning into robust seedling within a matter of a few days. Then, of course, comes the business of protecting all those young bean, pea, corn, squash, and spinach seedlings from the marauding squirrels, woodchucks, and deer. The word protect is an interesting verb. It's commonly found on police cars as part of the slogan, to serve and protect. Language being the expansive thing that it is, from the verb protect we extrapolate to the noun protection, which is featured frequently in discussions of and by the National Rifle Association, or NRA, especially when interpretations of the United States Constitution's Second Amendment make their way into the public forum. When my father died four years ago, the local newspaper in the town where my father had resided for much of his life and where I had grown up asked me to write an in-memoriam-style article to serve both as obituary and human interest feature. Subsequently, the Aurora Sentinel provided me with an online subscription so that daily I read about what's happening in my old hometown and in the state of Colorado at large. Sometimes I read about events that have occurred in a part of town that once was my old neighborhood. Such was the case about a week ago when I read about an unsettling event that went down about a block away from where I had grown up. The neighborhood, which had traditionally been middle-class families living in three-bedroom ranch houses, had for a couple of decades slid downhill with the influx of various gang activity, but in recent years had experienced a revitalization of extended family residences, albeit with a smattering of gang-related goings-on. So late Sunday night, early Monday morning, two weeks back, Dejan Harper, purportedly drug-crazed from a party he had been attending nearby, is naked as he enters the home of 73-year-old Richard Black, a decorated Vietnam veteran. Harper, in pursuit of Black's 11-year-old grandson, finds him and drags the boy into a bathroom and attempts to drown the child in a bathtub. 
the child's grandfather grabs a gun and kills Harper. A mere 13 seconds later, Aurora police, having been earlier summoned via 9-11 by Black's wife, who had provided a description of both her husband and the assailant, enter the Black residence and kill Black. Four days later, on August 3rd, Dave Perry, editor of the Aurora Sentinel, published an editorial titled, Aurora Calamity Reveals How a Good Guy with a Gun Gets Killed by Another Good Guy with a Gun. Perry, of course, accentuates the troublesome flexibility of that good old American commonplace, good guy with a gun. The likelihood that the Aurora police officer who killed decorated Vietnam veteran grandfather Black will be exonerated is high, as a plethora of shootings by police across the United States has demonstrated. Until representatives of law enforcement and representatives of local American citizenry begin earnest discussions of what law-abiding citizens will tolerate from the law enforcement employees they have hired and what they will not, United States citizens will essentially continue to endorse a general unwritten policy that the police departments of this country police departments that equip themselves and conduct themselves as if they were military units are justified in whatever actions they take against the taxpayers who employ those police. Whether we wait until every neighborhood has an example to provide is entirely up to us. From Orono, Maine, here's to these fine, long, midsummer days.